0: What's going on, Dolphins fans? Cowcrabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Monday, July 11th, 2022. Today on the show, catching up with Teron Armstead and Tyreek Hill and Mike Gistecki. Plenty of news and nuggets to get us started this week. Let's dive in.
1: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day.
0: What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. Your host here on Locked on Dolphins. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. They have you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online is where the game starts. And usually, you know, kind of the, the running joke with the NFL is anytime, like, there's some bad press or headlines or things that they, they got to put out into the open in the public eye, it's the Friday afternoon news dump. And it's usually like Friday at 4, 4.30, right before the end of business day at 5 o'clock, going into the weekend, usually going into a three-day weekend. And they just kind of, they'll throw it out there. Or when something else is happening in the world, they'll be like, oh yeah, by the way, so-and-so suspended for whatever games or or whatever else. That's kind of the joke with uh, the NFLs. There's a Friday afternoon news dump that happens going into the weekend. Well, here on Locked on Dolphins, we're kind of the yin to the yang yang here. Because we have uh, the Monday morning reaction to uh, to Teron Armstead at O-Line Masterminds and Tyreek Hill. And his latest podcast with Jalen Waddell and some of the words that were taken from that uh, show and manipulated, or taken out of context, or taken in context, and whatever else, or, or focusing on a very small piece of a larger conversation. And then you also have Mike Isecki. Uh, so, so we have a bunch of layers to today's show, which is usually you know this all season content stuff. It's usually a lot of big picture and macro, and looking at The Dolphins franchise as a whole because you don't have the minutia of getting into preparing for a game on a week by week basis or in training, all that jazz. Well, we got a bunch to get into. So let's dive right in today and let's start with Teron Armstead uh, at O-Line Masterminds. Now, if you're not familiar with what O-Line Masterminds is, O-Line Masterminds is an offensive lineman summit that's put on uh, by some of the best linemen and some of the best trainers. Uh, for NFL offensive linemen. And you get high-level rookies, you get college players, you get other offensive linemen across the NFL, and they all get together for a couple of days, and they talk about technique and fundamentals. It's it's really, if you're a football junkie, it is like a a dream come true to think about Ryan Jensen and Teron Armstead and Jason Peters, uh, just as examples of some guys at Willie Rofe Uh, Steve Hutchinson, all getting together and like sitting down, Mark Schlereth and Brian Baldinger and talking about fundamentals, tricks of the trade and improvement at your craft. And I know for some people that that's a little unique, right? It's it's like, why would you share your insights on how to play your position at a high level with players that play for other teams? So I understand the question that that exists there, but there, there is always that Especially in the offensive linemen, um, you get a lot of that brotherhood feel, and you see that you now see it in other positions too, with tight end you, uh, with Kittle and Kelsey, and Greg Olson. You see it. Uh, there's some defensive lineman stuff. There's some quarterback stuff. Uh, so, but this O line masterminds, I think this was the sixth year that it's taken place, and Tyrone Arpstead has always been at the the forefront and a very prominent figure in. These expos offensive line expos effectively. Well, I didn't get a chance to go myself this year, but several members of the TDN team Joe Marino, the draft network, if you're unfamiliar. Um, Joe Marino, who I do draft dudes with, uh, Keith Sanchez, who worked for five years with LSU in player development and came to uh, TDN from LSU. Uh, Carmen Vitale, who used to work for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Brooke Cromer, whose uh, father is Aaron Cromer, uh, offensive line coach of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they, they all work with TDN, and they went to O-line masterminds. And what I wanted to talk about as it pertains to Teron Armstead here is just kind of reinforcing for Dolphins fans the weight and the gravity in which I think Teron Armstead can make this Team in the trenches a lot better, not just with the offensive linemen, but on both sides of the ball. Because people will ask the question well, does it hurt the Dolphins that he's talking to offensive linemen that play on other teams about techniques and fundamentals? And I don't think it necessarily does, because at the end of the day, it always comes down to execution, right? There's physical talent that's involved, and there's also execution. But here's where the value of Teron Armstead can come into play for the Dolphins and the competitive advantage that they has. Yes, he can go to O-line masterminds and be a phenomenal coach and a phenomenal teacher of young NFL offensive linemen, which he was. He got rave reviews as being one of the best guys there for teaching other fundamentals and pass sets and hand placement and, and angles and so on and so forth. But those guys retain that and they then take that and they try to implement that into that game. But if any of those players come up on the Dolphins' schedule, tell me you don't think Teron Armstead would have the ability to say, hey, if he's going to try you with this, in my experience, guys like you, guys built like you, guys with your speed, historically, when I would give them this, I had hard times with them when they countered with this. So there's always that added layer and bank of knowledge that Tehran can impress on Dolphins' defensive players when going against players who he may know or be familiar with from O-line masterminds and the things that he talked about. And I'm sure he didn't get into that level of depth to talk about, so here's techniques, here's fundamentals, here's things that work for me. But, oh, by the way, when they hit me with that, when so when I hit so-and-so with that, he came back and hit me with this. And I really feel like between Teron Armstead, Melvin Ingram, uh, Tyreek Hill, these are some very, very prominent players, right, that are stepping into the Dolphins organization. And I, I really don't think I have given enough attention to the Dolphins the last two years winning 19 games, but being a team who has not had those vets in those rooms. And the impact that those guys can bring to their respective rooms and the collective team adds a completely different dynamic. And that's really refreshing for me because, you know, we we obviously saw uh, the exodus in 2019 when it was time to tear things down to the studs and get super young and rebuild the foundation of the team, which was necessary, and they did that. But we haven't really seen – now – you want 10 games with, when you bring in guys like Eric Flowers and Kyle Van Noy, but like Eric Flowers and Kyle Van Noy versus Tyree Killen, Teron Armstead is a little bit of a different story as far as the gifts that they bring and the levels of their skill sets and the things that they can do. Kyle Van Noy was a home run signing, but he was a home run signing at the time and obviously he played one year on it for whatever reasons involved. Uh, but he was a home run signing at the time because he played in the system. He was a system fit. Eric Flowers stylistically fit what you wanted to do, but Eric Flowers was also somebody who historically, for his entire NFL career, struggled to live up to the expectations that you had for him. So I don't know that I've necessarily appreciated fully what the veteran influx of elite players can do from an educational standpoint uh, for the team until you know, hearing the reviews from my coworkers who went to O-Line Masterminds this past weekend and listened to Teron Armstead speak. And it's really on the front of my mind because I'm excited uh, t- sitting here digesting and just hearing some of the things that he talked to the offensive lineman about um, and, and how he can impress that on the Dolphins offensive lineman, but then how he can also get in a room with the Dolphins defensive lineman and talk about ways that Hey, in practice today, I hit you with this. Next time I hit you with this, come back and counter me with this maneuver. So, very exciting uh, to, to hear the, the reviews that Teron Armstead got. And I thought you guys would enjoy hearing that as well, because I saw definitely saw uh, some of the clips of him talking briefly. Uh, get a little bit of a run on Dolphins Twitter over the weekend, which is really fun. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, NFL Futures, all the fights, golf, boxing, UFC, you name it. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason... If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Our next hurdle here on the show is talking a little bit about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, who got together. And did the latest episode of It Needed to Be Said, which came out on Friday. And kind of same thing as the week before when it was Tua. I I took my time listening to it, knowing full well there was going to be something that was taken from that show. And everybody was going to lose their collective mind zone. And uh, for this time around, it was... Jalen and Tyreek talking about Tua, Tungvaloa, who he is. And naturally, anytime Tyreek is going to talk about Tua Tungvaloa, it's going to be the headline. It's just, for whatever reason, that's probably because people know it, it manufactures a visceral response from, from Dolphins fans on social media. Um, but Jalen and, and Tyreek talked about the usual strike zone that quarterbacks have to showcase their skill sets. And they were very complimentary throughout the entire discussion of what they believe in Tua and how they think Tua is going to perform this year and the skill set that exists and Miami having equivalent talent in Miami to what the Chiefs had around Patrick Mahomes to make him have as much, help him have as much success as he did early on in his career. Now, setting expectations at that point I think sets a dangerously high bar at times, but it's up to everybody individually to manage your own expectations, right? And you, you are going to fan the way that you want to fan, and you have the right to do that. For me, I still am going to approach this, off, this season specifically with the quarterback position with cautious optimism while also trying to be as neutral and receptive to new information as I possibly can be. I owe that to you guys as the fan base to be as objective as I possibly can be. I owe that to each one of the players on the roster to not be stubborn with an opinion that I had on who they were and not apply new information, especially in a new system uh, to change my opinion as is required based on the play on the field. But um, as it pertains to to these comments between Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, there was yeah they said they think he's really going to play well, but he effectively said this is probably his last year, and I think that does not do this conversation justice. But I also understand from from Tyreek Hill's perspective. Uh, people talking about his podcast is not a bad thing. And I'm not saying that Tyreek's saying whatever Tyreek feels is necessary to uh, get more traction for his show. He's freaking Tyreek Hill. He doesn't need any help getting people to listen to the show, right? But I do think it is a shame that aggregation of headlines coming from that podcast took that quote from that angle and naturally spun it into a negative Tua headline. You can be Tungvaluwa. You can be supportive of Tua Tungvaloa, But If you're a Dolphins fan, we should all be supportive of Tua Tungvaluwa and hopeful for Tua Tungvaluwa, given he is the team's quarterback. But if you are one of the Dolphins fans who has your reservations and is not bought in and is highly skeptical and pessimistic for this position for whatever reason, you do you, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I get it. But it, it certainly is disheartening to see from a coverage of the team perspective. They, I mean, they went on for two and with all this complimentary discussion points and 15 seconds of it is, is really what everybody's headline for everybody's story is on Sunday afternoon. So stick to Lockdown Dolphins, stick to the other local coverages. That would be my recommendation. Um, there's, there's a lot of great dolphins resources out there. I just don't think very many of them are on a national scale. Now, guys like Marcel, Louis Jacques and and Cam Wolf, Jeff Darlington, like guys who work on national platforms, but have ties to Miami, they're all phenomenal and they're very much worth your time. But, um, especially this time of year when we're all ready and waiting for football, like, Don't let yourself get bludgeoned over the head with it would be my, my encouragement to you as Dolphins fans. And let, let's keep this optimism rolling. Um, the last thing that I have on, on my queue today to talk about is uh, tight end Mike Iseki, who has until Friday to agree to terms with the Dolphins on a contract extension at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but NFL Network's Mike Garofolo reported the Dolphins have, quote, not, not really engaged Gaseki's agent regarding a new contract, a long-term contract extension. And my immediate reaction to this, and if you're familiar with uh, my opinions on Mike as a player, Mike fitting within scheme, Mike being a more scheme-specific type of talent, uh, Collecting adequate information. You could tie this back to the contract questions I've received recently with Tua Tonga Baloa. My immediate reaction to this headline is good. Good. And it's nothing to do with the quality of Mike Koseki as a player. But it does have something to do with not making hasty decisions before you have to when you need more information to make an educated decision that is in the best interest of you, the team, and the player. What do I mean by that? We've heard, obviously heard the headlines that you know, the, the Dolphins put some George Kittle tape on for Mike Gusecki and, you know, tried to find the overlap and, and have challenged him this offseason to approach the position a little bit more like some of the usage opportunities for George Kittle. And maybe that's just as a receiver. Maybe that's just in the slot. Maybe that's just when you're the split end or the flanker. But George Kittle plays a significant amount of snaps with his hand in the dirt as an inline tight end. And for a run-heavy offense, it's going to be critical that the Dolphins get plus play in that role on the offense. And if they ask Mike to do that, or if they ask Mike to improve there and, and be that player, I don't know that that story is going to end well because Mike is the same archetype of a player now, a better version of it, but the same style of player as what he was at Penn State. Never a guy who put his hand in there. He's a receiving tight end who wins vertically down the field, stretching the seam, and in the red zone by playing high above the rim. That's what he does. That's what he's always done. And asking a player to change his stripes and become something that he's not, slippery slope. So from the perspective of, hey – you're on the franchise tag, playing for twelve million dollars in fully guaranteed money this year, or eleven million dollars in fully guaranteed money this year. But we want to give you a contract extension. But the going rate for tight ends is pushing 15, 16 million for top of market. And while you might not warrant top of market, we just watched this, the Patriots last off season give Hunter Henry and Janu Smith twelve and a half million dollars per season over three and four years respectively. Mike would get more than that just based on the precedent and the fact that the top of the tight end market is exploding. So before you see him play a snap in this offense, in this offense, this iteration of the Dolphins offense, you want to pay him $13, 13 and a half, $14 million annually with probably two or three seasons of guaranteed money in that? It's risky business. It's certainly not something that I would advocate for, so uh, I'm glad to know that the Dolphins are are apparently approaching this cautiously and and being calculated. I have an analogy of another way in which the Dolphins have done this recently, uh, but I'm going to first encourage everybody for any of your auto parts wants and needs. RockAuto.com is the place to be. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or your daily driver, rockauto.com has everything you need in one easy to navigate catalog and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price is the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs And right locked on in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: You know who this reminds me of? And this isn't even to say that like Mike Kisecki is not going to continue to be a member of the Miami Dolphins. But if Mike Kisecki is willing to play this year on the franchise tag, and the Dolphins are going to deliberately... And with a calculated approach, I'm sure there's a better adjective there. Not an English guy, not a math guy, but not an English guy, just to keep the streak of acknowledging my strengths and weaknesses here on the pod going. Um, it's kind of like the Xavier Howard stuff, right? The Dolphins proactively signed Xavier Howard to this contract extension. He plays a premium position, he's obviously showcased himself as somebody who can manufacture turnovers, but they get him on this uh, early contract extension. And very quickly, that contract extension becomes a bit of a bargain. Uh, And Zavian Howard is not happy with his financial situation and his compensation. And that was in 2020. And then 2021 comes and goes. And it kind of came with the, the holdout in camp. Xavier shows up to the hold in, in camp. He showed up to camp, but, but did not participate. And they kind of had the initial restructure with a pay boost and said, hey, we're going to come back to you at the end of the season. Just take care of business. And he did that. You know what they did? They paid him really handsomely. But the questions with Zavian were what? Durability. So, and yes, there was some ugly... Allegations of off the field stuff that legally resolved itself, and the Dolphins and Xavier Howard continued focusing on football after those allegations you know, were came to the conclusion uh, that they did. But uh, for for Xavier to go out and play two years and stay healthy and effectively alleviate the primary concern that existed at the time of him wanting a new contract uh, and then the Dolphins getting the information that they needed and now giving Xavier Howard the contract that they gave him, I think is a perfect parallel to Mike Isecki, although there's different questions. With Mike Isecki, it is not, oh, can you stay healthy? It's can you transcend into a new is your value with the contract that you are asking for going to be commensurate to the production that you're capable of producing in this offense? Because if the answer is no, then we're probably going to find a way to, to go in a different direction. But because the financials for the tight end position, it's over a... Um, a multi-year sample size and the tight end market has really only started accelerating the last couple of years. So financially speaking, although tight ends are one of the greatest mismatch weapons in the game on offense or defense these days, uh, the financials have not caught up to that. And, and it is a cheaper position to pay top dollar for relative to wide receiver, which is getting twice as much money for top dollar, uh, literally twice as much money. Tyree kills getting $30 million per year. And your top tight ends are 15 and change, 16. Yeah, so would would you rather pay a top flight tight end? And I don't think Mike's in tier one, and he's probably, if he's in tier two, he's probably towards the bottom of tier two, but that's because of the multiple dimensions that some of those top tier tight ends can bring as far as where they can align and what they can do in all phases of the position. Because if you're a tight end who's only receiving tight end, then you're not really a mismatch weapon. You're a big-bodied receiver, right? Tight ends who can block and receive, those are the ones that move the needle. Those are the Tier 1 guys. Uh, So Miami kind of, if Mike's going to play on it, let's take our time. Let's get more information. And the parallel that exists between that and Xavier Howard of, can you stay healthy? Okay, We'll meet you in the middle a little bit, but we're not going to make the big commitment. Go ahead and prove it. And he did. So it I think this is one of those things that will probably come all back to Mike. You know, will you put together a season that commands $13 million per year? And if he does in year one of this new offense, they'll probably end up having to pay a little bit more in the grand scheme of things, a couple mil more per season. But that's cost well spent to have the peace of mind to know I'm not paying a guy for what he's done in the past. I'm paying him for what he's going to do for me moving forward. And that's the difference. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the show. Uh, May or may not be having a special guest return this week on Locked on Dolphins, which I'm very much looking forward to. So plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins, fins up. Your team every day here on the Locked On Network, we don't just say it, we live it. Make it a great one, and I will talk with you guys again tomorrow.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast.